inside the recording studio, I am Jody Whitesides, and with me is Mr. Chris Hellstrom. How you doing, Chris? I'm doing pretty good, Jody. Yeah. How are you doing? You having a wonderful yeah. morning? Wonderful. I got my coffee. I'm ready to podcast, and I get to talk to you for, you know, the better part of, <laughs> of an hour here. So it's all good. All right. Yeah. Uh, you're on fire. Uh, yeah, it's a, I figure I'd start here and then just bring it down. Yeah. Uh, nice. No, I'm good. No, yeah. I'm good. Fantastic. And you're good as well? Yeah, I am uh, starting to develop what they call like uh, the opposite of ski goggle face. This is mask face. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Funny stuff. It's, it is, yeah. I was trying my best not to do that. I was out the other day in a little bit, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look like Jody after this, right? <laughs> Yay! Well, speaking of like getting and developing certain weirdnesses on your skin, we're gonna transition that into reamping guitars. Ooh, I don't know how that transition works, but that's what today's <laughs> episode is all about. Yeah. <laughs> In case you don't like your skin, molt it off and change it. It's kind of like there a guitar go. sound. You don't like your guitar sound, reamp it, change it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, no, it's um the the concept of reamping can sound sort of like mysterious, I think, to to a lot of people, but foreign. Uh, but at the same time, um, it's something that a lot of us kind of do accept in software all the time. Well, those it, that use software amps are technically doing it pretty much all the time if they're not printing the actual amp sound as they record. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which both you and I would be advocating against. That's uh, right. For, It'd be like holding up the big cross. Yeah. Don't do for that. The, <laughs> yeah. For the same reasons as we'll be discussing today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I suppose if we talk a little bit about just the software end of it first, I think it can clear up some of the concepts of what reamping does and why you might want to do it if you have the Hardware possibility style. of doing it. Right. Yeah. Right. So go forth. I shall go forth. Drop um, knowledge. Let's say that you have you're, you're recording your guitar straight into your interface. Mm -hmm. essentially DIing the guitar yes. um, and recording that. You're slapping your favorite um, amp simulation software on that, adding an amp to a clean tone. Um, you can then obviously change that plugin and go for a different emulation if the first one doesn't work. Uh, and that's something that, you know, you and I do quite heavily. Uh, yes. Um, yes, it is. It's and, a lovely uh, thing to be able to do before you hit a mix. You can go, oh, you know, this is just not working out for my arrangement. Let me try a different sound. Yeah. And that is, I think that's the nuts and bolts of it, right? Where you, um, you envision a certain thing for the track. Um, and this is what we want. And then it, it could be like, oh, you know what? Um, I thought I wanted this, but now the song is going in kind of a different direction. So you can change from, you know, amp A to amp B and, and have it be more appropriate. Or if you um, really want to go nuts, you can take your same input signal and pretend like you are, oh, say Eric Valentine, and you've got three different amps set up all mic'd differently. 
you could duplicate that same guitar input signal that you did and create three software amps and then blend them all together. So that's another reason why you might want to do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's that, and it's also um, different cabinets or you running through a different cabinet and with a different mic setup or whatever it might be, you know? Yeah. Um, so the key here, I guess, is flexibility. Yes. And, uh, and well, and just for a quick mention on that, because you are sporting the concept of changing the cabinet and the microphone, we should probably mention the fact that we use red wires most of the time to do that. There are other companies like uh, Wall of Sound by Two Notes. Is that it? Yeah. Or is it the opposite? Yeah. Is it Two Notes by Wall of Sound? No, other way around. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it's the I first way I said it. And yeah. there are various companies that create impulse responses of cabinets with mics, which is essentially kind of reamping in and of itself or re-miking a cabinet in a sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, I mean, all those reasons why you'd, you'd want to do that, where you want to have the flexibility or just see, or let's say um, you're tracking your guitar at home and you're really comfortable, but you don't have the best software emulations. You or you need to keep DI it quiet for other people. <laughs> well, yeah, th there's that too, right? Where, oh, I, I can't get my Plexi up to... 19 and just you know <laughs> crank it because uh, the neighbors might start knocking on the door or pounding yeah. on the ceiling with their broomsticks yes that's yeah there there are those home recordists that have situations like that yes right but um let's say that you're doing that and and you have you know you're going to take it to jody and jody's going to mix it so you have all these nice emulations that you could throw on that later so yes uh let's say if it was me as i know we're gonna get rid of that high gain logic stuff and we're gonna put on <laughs> something by brainworks um but i'm sorry my snob is showing uh but uh just the flexibility there and that concept is for most of us a lot easier to grasp in the software world because we're just kind of used to doing that. So when we're talking about doing the same in hardware form, uh, it seems to get a little bit more confusing because there's other things to take into consideration right. when, when we're doing yeah. that. Yeah. Well, actually, these kind of things should also be considered in terms of using software amps. It's just most people don't tend to do it. Yeah. And, and the first thing I think we're going to yap about on that is the – signal level of the guitar coming in coming in about. well just yeah. th that you have recorded that is your direct signal that is your clean straight from the guitar kind of sound yeah so uh, as we were kind of talking a little bit about it before we hit record i was talking about how i like to get my guitar signal level to about a minus 18 before yeah. I hit the amp. And I have guitars that do a little bit louder than that and a little bit softer than that. And I use a Neve preamp inside the universal audio system before I hit logic with my guitar signal. So I use the Neve preamp to adjust the volume of the guitar that I'm using prior to hitting the signal level on the guitar track. Yeah. Yeah. So. And now that's something that uh, the important part there to uh, really emphasize, I think, is to not record very hot of the signal coming in. 
Well, you could. Uh, it's just not you desirable. You could, but you, you're probably going to get less than desirable results because you're more than likely you're going to encounter clipping and all this kind of stuff. You want to have a healthy level coming in, but you also don't want – there's no need to take it into the red. Um, this is true. Very true. Very, yeah, very true. Yeah. So um, so the, how do we transition that from the concept of the way it would be done in software to doing it with physical amps? The answer well, is – a reamp box. Yes. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a difference between a DI box and a reamp box. They have like little different functions. Now, today, personally, I I don't do really any reamping outside the software world because <laughs> I, I don't have to. And I'm fortunate enough to have um, more plugins than I probably need. But um, <laughs> now, come on, you've got hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> well, well yeah, you don't have hundreds of plugins, but you have hundreds, choices of hundreds of amps. That too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but, um, but that, that's a different whole different thing story. Yes. Yeah. Um, but, um, when it comes to DI boxes and reamp boxes, they, they do different things with the impedance, right? And when you're DIing, you're going from an unbalanced signal to, to a, a balanced, balanced signal. signal. And it right. can run further over a cable length because of it. Right. And now we should also probably mention that should you use a DI box as you're DIing your guitar straight into your interface, you, you could, but you don't necessarily have to. Correct. Um, so I remember, and again, we, we mentioned this um, before record again, and I, I think it was the first generation of Waves um, guitar emulation software, I think it's called GTR, uh, where they did it in conjunction with Paul Reed Smith. Mm -hmm. And you actually got a physical box to get that impedance to where he deemed it should be as you're tracking. So right. uh, it's certainly possible to do that, um, but you don't have to. Um, now, going the other way is a little bit more important. Now, if you're sending your signal out to... From your DAW to a hardware amp. Yeah, you need a reamping box. Or and it this, is ideal to have one. Yeah, you're probably going to discover that your tracks get really, really noisy and all this kind of stuff if you don't <laughs> right. have one. So um, essentially, the quick schematic of this is essentially you go out from one track of your interface into your reamp box, send that with just a cable, a quarter inch usually, into the front of your amp. Yep. And that's how you, and then you, you deal with that as you would any other way, right? You you'd mic up that cab if you want to, if you have like an IR loader, like you mentioned, like the, the two notes, if you got something like that, you could do that as well. But you're, you're taking the signal back from the amp into your interface one more time again. Right, usually using a microphone in front of the cabinet, of course. Yeah, yeah. And you're right. dialing in your amp and you're making sure it sounds good and you're doing all that fun stuff there too. Right. So um, one thing to uh, keep in mind there, I think when it comes to your interface is you have to consider that you're, you need to have one dedicated output going to your amp. So let's say if you have only a two output amp or a two output interface, I should say, um, you're going to need to use one of those to feed your amp, right? And then come right back into it. <laughs> right. So um, 
you might have to, well, make adjustments. Some, yeah, make some adjustments when you're playing back. But but at the same time, you're not mixing it as you're going along. You, you're just retracking it. So right. if your playback at that point is a mono source, then that's what it has to be, right? Doing the, the retracking. But uh, if you got more than a few outs, less of an issue. Yes. But um, yeah, so, so. Who makes DI boxes? I mean, what are we looking at here? We've got companies like Radial. That would be the first one that, for me, that I kind of think about. You think My about my favorite choice too, the radials. Uh -huh. uh, Radial has several different boxes, and they all serve several different functions when it comes to reamping. Yeah, they have the EXTC, the JCR, the Pro RMP, the XAMP two. Those are like their four big ones, and yeah. uh, each one has serves a slightly different function plus especially when they're active and they're not passive. The active ones, depending on which model you choose, can also have a slightly different bump in the audio sound. Some will be a little bit more hyper in the high end. One of them is a little bit more punchy in the mid-range because that's where that one's designed to be. So it, it's one of those things you want to research what you want your guitar sound signal that's going to your amp to be like, right? So that you pick the right box for the job is yeah. a good way of saying it. The other companies that have things are like the TC Audio, TC One, uh, ART makes a dual RDB, Hughes and Kettner makes a Red Box Five, Little Labs makes a bo couple of boxes, one called the PCP, another one called the Red Eye 3D. Other companies that make uh, these uh, reamp boxes are Mesa Boogie, Useful Arts, and Avalon. So there's quite a few companies that make very varying degrees of different types of reamp boxes. So the first thing you want to do is maybe do a little research on which reamp box is going to get you your ideal sound from your guitar. Yeah. And I think this, again, can be a little bit of a sort of like shrouded in mist and it's kind of like, oh, we got to go around a cauldron and do the right thing. Um, well, and in speaking of like mystical things, we should probably take a brief moment right now to say, hey, thank you to our sponsors. We interrupt this regularly tuned podcast episode to tell you that this week's Two Minute Tuesday, even though we've kind of already discussed it, is going to feature this particular box right here. This is the Radial XTC. EXTC is probably a better way to say it. But the reamp box and the Two Minute Tuesday will be featuring this box right here and how we go about using it when we're reamping guitars. Right, Chris? Check it out. Check out the episode. It should be good. All right. And now back to your regularly scheduled podcast episode. So what's this mystical stuff that you're talking about? Well, I think it can get overwhelming with all these choices that you have. And I think... If you're sort of like starting out with this reamping where you want to have the option of reamping, yep. um, is obviously things like budget, but ultimately just thinking about what it is that you want to accomplish. And 
That's it, a good point of, because why are you reamping? Is it because you just have to use a hardware amp and you hate software or is it something else? Yeah, I mean, it could be, let's say that you you happen to have, uh, you have your own studio and you happen to have, have a, a bunch of different hardware amps that you really, really like. And I've seen that studio. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it's just that flexibility, right? So that you don't have to necessarily, or let's say that it's, you can't be present for the guitar tracking or the guitar tracking can't be done for whatever reason. It could be scheduling or whatever at your place. Maybe there's a guitar player that gets red light syndrome and he can't play unless he's by himself, you know? So it could be one of those things where just get your performance at home, give me a DI, and I can reamp it later. Yeah, you know? well, and and actually in, in thinking about that, one of the things we probably should mention is that oftentimes, if you're in a studio situ situation or you're doing at home, as you're just describing, you can record that signal that's coming off your amp, but you probably should do a split box that splits yeah. the signal, one signal going to your amp so you get that vibe that you need and one signal that goes to the the setup that takes it to the DAW for the clean signal to give the producer or the mixing engineer that reamping option. And it's the same guitar being played in two different fashions at the same time that are being recorded. So you'd be recording two tracks instead of one. Or if you're multi-miking your amp, you're recording however many tracks plus the one direct signal for that part. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, it, again, just in the name of flexibility. And this kind of goes a little bit of counterintuitive to what we've been <laughs> preaching in other episodes of the podcast when we say, like, commit to a sound. Yes. Um, it is but, counterintuitive to that. But there are definitely times when the option to have that additional guitar signal makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Especially when the artist is not fully form formulated around the arrangement of the song. Right. And uh, yeah, it's just in worst case scenario is that you're not going to use it. So no harm, no foul. You know, right. you, it's you just an it additional there. track that's there just in case. It's an in case kind of thing sometimes. But if it's dire needed for your reamping, this is why we're doing this. This is why we're yeah. speaking on this today. Right. And, um, you know, it could be also that, well, this guy is going to do it. He's going to do uh, the mixing for us. And he has this wizard amp that sounds amazing. Well, not everybody has the budget for a wizard amp. So this is true. <laughs> you know, so it could be like, yeah, I really, really want to get this type of sound. So uh, you can have said person reamp that, which would be another. There's another brand that. that's been kind of catching on that's a boutique ish, I uh -huh. would think. Meds, Meza Barro? Is that Meza, Meza Barrero? I have to claim complete ignorance okay <laughs> unfortunately uh, no there's quite a few uh, guitar players that i know that have been catching on and i i man i should look it up right now just because i don't want to like mess yeah so well but while you do that so mm -hmm. the um getting uh, access to certain gear that you might not have uh would be another great way to to consider uh reamping um here it is, Meza Barba. Sorry, it's Meza Barba. All right, I gotta check that out. Yes. Yeah. So um, I mean, today it's it's 
it's an embarrassment of riches, really, when it comes to great guitar amps, where, you know. Uh, <laughs> an Bobby embarrassment just, just of riches. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, okay. it used to be, um, you know, in, well, let's say early 80s, mid 80s, if you wanted something that had a healthy amount of gain, you you know, you could essentially needed to have something modified, right? You'd take yes. in your, you know. Whether so, it by today, a, like famous modifications came from Bradshaw, didn't they? Well, Bradshaw, yeah. He was Bradshaw like the top of that. the heap kind of thing in your uh, he was custom one of them, modifications. Yeah. yeah, custom audio electronics. And then there were, you know, other guys doing it as well. But yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, okay. Well, we, yeah, we made a left turn there. With <laughs> um, Keep, let's let's steer it back onto the road. Let let's do that. Um, so now, what what else did I want to bring up when it comes to reamping? Oh, uh, and and the choice of reamping would be um, there are reamping boxes that would allow you to use your pedals and stuff like that in front of the amp as well, where you can have sure. like a center return on the box. So that type of functionality. But one point I wanted to make that I didn't make was um, most reamp boxes, I, I, I'm going out on a limb here probably to say, but, but will have a decent functionality and essentially the bottom line is doing the same thing. Yes. So. I don't think it's one of those things where you have to spend the farm or take out a second mortgage to get one that's going to work for you. <laughs> um, Unless you want to play. Well, here's the reason why is you don't want to take to, to get the second mortgage or put up the farm for having, let's say you do your reamp signal that's in your recording because you know that somebody has a connection to say like a dumble. Right. Or as you said earlier, a wizard or some other like famed boutique amp that is rare and right. stupid expensive, unless you're, say, Joe Bonamassa. Um, <clears throat> that's another reason why you'd want to do the reamp situation is because you have the option of getting to some esoteric gear that you don't own. Yeah. And hopefully have it usable for your recording. Right. Yeah, so uh, so reamping, but but it's just as I think to sort of steer back to where we started the the, yes. uh, the discussion here is like if we think about reamping very much in the same way as it would be to switch just to a different amp emulation plugin. Mm -hmm. That's nuts and bolts of it. That, that's kind of what it is. That right? well, we, it's not even kind of. That is what reamping is for. Is so you can go back and try different amp situations. Yeah. Um, so it it just things now. There's certain limits of how you want to do that, but but a reamping box will obviously do the job for you. Mm -hmm. um, there are several videos online where, where you can watch and kind of how the the pros and cons of doing all this kind of stuff and what happens if you try to reamp a guitar without a reamp box and the noise floor will probably astound you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so a reamp box will get rid of, of all that kind of stuff. And uh, thinking about how you're routing out from your um, interface and making sure you get a full signal and all this kind of stuff. So um, 
it's a cool thing to do if you need to get that other piece of gear in there. Uh, is it a necessity? No. No? Not necessarily. But, but, right. Assuming you have your sound and everything that, that you'd like, and we talked about that in the recording guitarist episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, it is certainly an option, but it's one of those things that, I think in some circles, it's almost like talking about modes when you're talking about music theory. There's a lot of misinformation <laughs> out there. And it, it's like, oh, we can only talk about this at a full moon at 3 a.m. at the down by the railroad tracks. You know what Wait I mean? It was yeah. a strawberry moon. Did we miss it? Yeah, I think oh, we did. We, well, got, we need we to shut up another episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it doesn't necessarily have to be that mysterious. It's just like get another piece of gear back into it and, and then you do in it. Um, right. And, um, but it could be fun again, right? If somebody has that amp you want to go through or the engineer knows that, look, this is the way your metal guitar is going to sound the best in the mix. And I have my setup here with my cab and everything. And, um, that's how you can do that. But, um, well, and if we go to the concept that we've spoken to before, when it comes to the musician that is doing the performance and getting them comfortable in the situation, especially as, as you mentioned earlier, if they have red light syndrome, right? You can give them the option for them to sit there and play in the room with their amp sound so that they feel comfortable with what they're doing, even if the sound isn't technically right for the arrangement. Yep. You reamp this, you take the signal that you're recording that is the clean version of that signal when you've split it and you run it into the DAW, and then you can take it back out and reamp it to get the proper guitar sound that is right for the arrangement of the song. That is also another reason for doing the idea of getting that clean signal for the reamping purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I think that would be sort of, from my perspective, that would be one of the big two why you would want to do it, right? Oh, because yeah. then, then sure. you're just you're worrying about the performance. And that at that stage, that's the most important thing because the tone we can fix later, mm-hmm. you know. Very much a, so. a reamping situation. Yeah, so. yeah. I agree. That that yeah. definitely is like the big I, I in terms of like what I would do that for, that's probably the biggest reason I would do that for. Yeah. So that the artist themselves is playing the guitar part has that comfort level with whatever gear it is they're used to. Yeah. And yet you can still get the signal that you need that is going to be the right signal for the song. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So that's yeah. uh, a reamping. But yeah. The, well, the other thing too is that, again, in addition to, as it was briefly mentioned at the beginning with the software levels with the volume level or the volume level that you use for software amps it's the same concept for hardware as well which is why you use the reamp box and one of the reasons that radial makes several of their boxes uh, as active boxes is if you have a passive signal so to speak that came from a passive guitar you can use the active signal to adjust that gain to drive the amp harder if you need that additional push into the amp 
If you yeah. don't need it, you don't necessarily need an active box. You may only need a passive direct or a passive reamping box. So right. uh, the big thing there is, especially with radial, having so many choices because that's kind of like their bread and butter. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> right. The whole concept of getting your killer sound signal and making it as pristine as possible. They have all those choices for that. Yeah. So, and that brings up another point that, that it's really important because unless you get that pristine signal, you're, you've kind of lost the point of reamping. Yes. Because if you're now, okay, I, I didn't have a great amp home now let's uh take it somewhere else and make it worse you know uh, so um it, it's it is that so just the act of reamping itself is it does require know, a well-recorded clean signal right and uh you know when you're bringing it out into your reamping box it, it takes away all the noise and but, but the impedance issues and all this kind of stuff so um, it corrects for all of that. So you have that healthy signal going to the amp. And um, like you mentioned, if you have an active box and you can, let's say that you want to give a little bit more push into the amp, you can drive it a little bit more as well yes. going in. Um, now, probably should mention as well is like when you're tracking your signal, this goes back to what you mentioned before. Mm -hmm. uh, when you're tracking your DI, you want to make sure that you have all the dynamics of your performance doing there, or, or it, as you as you're recording it. Wow, that was difficult for me to say. Um, <laughs> Easy to do, hard to say. Yeah, um, because if you let's say that you inadvertently clip the signal going in, you're missing a lot of that dynamic range. And, well, and not that's so much you're missing it; you're just going to get a clip signal in return. Yeah. So, but but that's you're you're losing that. You get well. You're losing the additional pick attack headroom. and all this kind of stuff. It's not going to sound natural as you go in there. So whatever you do when you're recording your your DI, don't compress it or anything like that. We want the pure, raw, unadulterated DI signal going in. Right? Unadulterated. Yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds so, so pervy. Does it? <laughs> it does. Unadulterated. Unadulterated uh, guitar signal. Just make it, it pure. Yeah, pure. Um, yeah. Um, that being said, I think uh, not necessarily anything I wanted to bring up, but anything that you would like to put a bow on this episode here or anything else that you would like to, to add? Uh, no, not necessarily add. It's just a matter of like experiment and Obviously, experimenting with hardware can get a lot more costly than it does with experimenting with software. Sure. So if you have your budget, fantastic. Uh -huh. Go out and buy all the different boxes. Fix, Figure out which one is actually really killer for you. Or if you're a studio, you probably need versions of everything. Right. Which can get pricey still. But that way you give your artists that come in to record with you choices if needed which is a good thing. But the one thing I'm going to suggest is do not go into Hawk. Yeah. Don't right. overspend yourself to go get these things just because you figure, damn it, I need a reamp box. Do you? If you do, great. But make sure but, you're not going into Hawk to do it because that's just not the wisest thing to do. But, but at the same time, though, when we're talking about this, it's not like these things are 
super pricey. Either. Oh no, no, no. You're talking you know, maybe a so, hundred bucks, 150 bucks, maybe 200 at the most. Yeah. So it's not like you have to, you know, get rid of your amp to get a reamp box, you know, no, certainly but, not. um, <laughs> but I would say, you know, if you're unsure, do a little bit of research and, you know, talk to your favorite retailer guy that you can trust that just doesn't want to sell the most expensive thing, but see what they suggest, right? Or, or talk to contemporaries and, and uh, you know, your peers and see what they're using or whatever. Bug them on but, social but, media. Yeah, but chances are that you can get away with, you know, uh, a box without a lot of the bells and whistles that you might not need. If you're not going to use... Um, if you don't need an effects loop with your effects pedals in there you don't need a box say, that yeah. does that <laughs> yeah yeah if you don't i don't use any pedals all right cool well let's get that anyway well okay if budget is no option go for it and you want the flexibility but you don't need to Correct. so um uh, just i would say you know just, just think about what your needs are and that is and that's the that. best way to go with it and that i think is kind of where i'm like okay we can tie a bow on it and say Merry Christmas to all you reampers out there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but uh, it, it can be a fun concept. I don't do it a lot outside of the software world, obviously, but um, it's a very valid thing and it doesn't have to have all this mystery around it. So it, it could be a cool thing. So yes. if you get the option, try it for nothing else than just kind of experimenting with it and see what you come up with. Get out there and reamp your guitar signal. There you go. And with that, we will say see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>